hello, and welcome to episode 6 of Adaptabals. My name is Jack, aka A Forgotten Donut, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host. It's me, Dustin, aka Dustin. How you been hello. this week, Dustin? I'm very good. I uh, am excited to do this episode. It's been a long time coming. I've been sitting on my game pitch for today for like for like two years. <laughs> I'm... You've hyped this up. I'm genuinely really excited. I know it very little look, about it. It better be good. It also might be a little bit too much. I was writing it. I'm like, this may be too much. No, this is too much fine, to dude. handle in a video game. I'm, but anyway, I'm writing the. Uh, oh yeah, I should say I'm doing the movie, and I'm writing the sequel yeah. to the Batman. And look, there's a lot in this. Oh boy, I have oh some boy. really detailed notes, and then other notes that I'm like. Jack figure it out on the fly. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> how do you follow it up? How do you follow up the greatest movie ever made? Oh, um, uh, we're not doing Spider-Man No Way Home. That's another joke for another podcast. I just wanted to steal it. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. So without further ado, this week we are delving into DC's greatest and most loved hero ever and asking the question... Superman, I mean Batman, adaptable. I was gonna cut in as well. I I didn't I didn't know what you were planning. I was about to jump in and be like, I didn't know we were doing Superman. I didn't know we're doing. I didn't know we're doing Wonder Woman. Um, wait, we already did Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, we did. I didn't know we were doing Green Lantern. Everyone's favorite. Who doesn't love a Green? Lantern? I didn't know we were doing Hawkman. You love Hawkman. He's got big wings uh. and he's a fucking creep. I can't wait till 2023 to get to bash his head in with a, in the Suicide Squad game. They've all been... Oh, that. I thought you meant the movie he's starring in Shazam. He's gonna Not be Shazam, in that. the other one. He's in Black Adam. The man in black himself. Oh, yeah. Black so Adam. straight up, off the top, um, oh, yeah. DC Screw film news, they all got delayed. Just delay him indefinitely. Just get Everything rid of got delayed. It was yeah, it's very funny. So Shazam and The Flash and Black Adam all delayed till next year or something. Mm, mm, mm. Don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm sad because in Batman news, I was actually keen to watch the Batgirl film because oh, Brendan Fraser is going to be Firefly, and I thought oh, that that's, okay, that's pretty good. But yeah. everything else doesn't look good. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. I thought, but now that's probably not coming out till next year. I'm like, oh well, at least the Batman came out, so and it was good. Oh yeah, and it was. Amazing. We should mention, at least for me, spoilers for the Batman uh, when it comes to my pitch. I was gonna say just in general, yeah. Probably in general, we are gonna discuss talking the spoilers Batman. for the Batman. Um, but at this point, if you haven't seen it, do. Oh my god, do. It's so Dude, good. yeah, go watch it. Listen to our review as well. Oh yeah, do that. That was last episode. You should... Such an incredible film. Listen to all our content. Had a really funny thing. Like, my friend messaged me after after he saw it, and he was like, I hated that so much. And then we talked for like an hour about it. And um, I'm like, dude, I think that you maybe just like liked this film, but were disappointed in a couple of things, and you should probably rewatch it, and maybe you'll see... Mm. that you just overreacted and like we've been talking about more he goes i'm liking this movie the more i think about it and it's like yeah because like when he saw no way home he liked that and then we talked about it he goes oh actually maybe not (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's a that's a rough movie whereas this is a good movie this is a very good movie this movie i think i said in the review the batman proved that you can have a film that is a comic book film through and through but is still like a film and doesn't sacrifice on anything to be a film and it sounds pretentious 
but um and it is but you know it's like it it feels like a comic book genre film but it also feels like a film that could actually be studied and you'd be like yes this is some really great filmmaking in here it's not just sort of a like a joke fest or something um i don't know i don't we're not reviewing the batman right now so this week i'm pitching a video (laughs) game and jack is pitching a film if you're one of those people who have never heard of batman or the batman how genuinely um, at this point how you're basically as a vigilante as bruce wayne and his parents are dead and that's all you need to know he dresses up like a bat um recently matt reeves directed the batman film which is what we're really covering today um it was really good. It essentially is like a year two story, so it's very early days. Batman is still kind of working himself out. So it's the framework we're going to be trying to stick to, at least for me, for my game, and Jack for his sequel. Um, yeah, so it's that. Like, we're just sort of looking into... Is there anything you want to say about the film? Like, it's the Riddler's in it. The Riddler's in it. The Riddler's Catwoman's in it. Catwoman's in it. Yeah, Catwoman's in it. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, look, it's... I think we've discussed so much at this point yeah. that of this film it's a film i think for a framework for my game at least it's a very practical feeling film so i want to carry that through in my game and that's kind of our framework yeah you'll see what i mean it's like everything feels tangible i feel like so in the film the world is very real and comic booky so i think that that's like i said the framework we need to stick to to whatever we're pitching has to be something within the world of the film whether it be a sequel or an origin or Something like that. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean. I know what you people, mean. Oh, if you're going to be an origin, that'd be cool. Maybe. You'll see. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, Batman in gaming and films. What's oh. that been like? Dude, there are so many Batman games, and only, like, three of them are good. Yeah. I I was thinking, why don't we just talk about the ones we've played? I don't know how many Batman games you've played before the big ones. I think that I've... When I was a kid, I played mm. this computer game, because they went on Flash games a lot. Yeah. Um, and I played this game was based on that the Batman show, um, or Beware the Batman, oh. or whatever it was called. Oh, um, Beware the Batman. No, it was the Batman, the cartoon one, with the freaky-looking <gasps> Joker. The Batman. Yeah. The one so that has the I played a game. theme. Holy shit. Yeah. And an incredible spin-off film called Batman vs. Dracula, which you should absolutely <laughs> watch, because that film... Is it actually good? It's truly excellent. I watched that and Venom 2 on the same night. And I really enjoyed... <laughs> what a night! The Batman versus Dracula. It was... Yeah, so, like, you know, I went with my friend and, like, we were going to go watch uh, Venom 2 at, like, a late session. And then our friend uh, was in, like, needed to go to hospital. So we took her to hospital. And then we're like, we'll just wait out in the car park and then we'll take you home afterwards. And it was going to be a while. So... We were just sat there watching the Batman versus Dracula on like on a phone or something. I'm like, this film is awesome. Like, it's really good. And then we went and saw Venom two and had a terrible time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I played a game based on that show. Um, it's like a side scroller beat 'em up. Um, it was like the first Batman game I ever played. It was awesome. Um, and you fight Penguin in like a mech or something. You could glide. You that- throw batarangs. This sounds insane, and I'm kind of here for it, to be honest. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, and I was just like, I don't know any of this stuff, because I'd never watched it. So I'm like, I don't know what any of this is based on, like, the source material for I just know Batman. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, this is really, really fun. I ended up beating it. Like, it was a very hard game as well. Um, I played it, like, daily for a while, and that's, like, sort of my first Batman gaming experience. That's but, sweet. Um, 
Yeah, it was really cool. Otherwise, I played like the Lego games. Of course. At least the, the second one with all the, 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 the Justice League one. But Lego Batman 2. Uh, what about you? I My first Batman game, weirdly enough, was... Um, it's like, I feel like it's forgotten to time. Mm. Batman Gotham City Racer. Oh. It's a PS1 game. And it's based on the animated series, like the, you know, the classic Batman yeah. anime series, but season four, when they kind of change all of the designs up, the yeah. new adventures of Batman or whatever it was called, I forget the exactly. The new adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's probably it, yeah. And you don't play as Batman per se, you just drive around Gotham yeah. in various vehicles. So, like, you could be in Nightwing's motorcycle, you could drive Robin's motorcycle, you could drive the Batmobile, you could drive whatever the fuck Batgirl had, I forgot, to be honest. She uh, would have had a motorbike, surely. Probably. It was a lot of motorbikes. I'm like, surely it's not this many motorbikes, but it could be yeah. that many motorbikes. There was, um... Oh, what was I mean, it? There was, like, Two-Face had a truck, I remember, like, yeah. a, a van, there was... It was it was cool. I was really yeah, bad I'm at it. At, I'm looking at gameplay now, it looks pretty sick. It's. I feel like it wasn't. <laughs> I, I remember going back and being like, oh, apparently the reviews are bad. But I remember it being a lot of fun, especially because I borrowed it from my friend. Yeah. And we just played together a bunch. And I, I think I, there was, like, car combat. You could chase each other. It was what I'm, nonsense. What I'm liking game. about it is it looks like it has animated cutscenes in the I style of the show. I believe so. It yeah. could have been screenshots. I don't fully remember. Oh, Okay. But either way, I remember the first level being like you're Batman and you're to chase um, Two Face around the city, and it was it was just a lot of fun. I had a good time with it. Yeah, was it a racing game? Was it a racing game or is it just like a pursuit game? <laughs> like a, I would say a pursuit game. It was a pursuit game mixed with a car combat, mixed right. with a racing game. It was a little bit of. I, probably one of his big issues was that it wasn't as focused as other things. It wasn't pure yeah. combat. It wasn't pure racing. But I remember right, it being. Well. A fucking Ooh. ton of fun. WB Games, if you're listening, bring back Gotham City Racer. Just give yeah, it a full, give it a full overhaul. No, no, the original game, but with oh, like modern one. graphics. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm about it. Look, I would fucking play the shit out of that. I gotta get that on an emulator. I oh, own the game, kind of. I, I it won't be illegal. It'll be fine. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I was I've been watching gameplay for the past two minutes, mm. and there's some really funny comments like, "Oh dearie, the quality of this game is sinister indeed." Oh no! Someone's oh. like, "Imagine asking your parents to buy you Project Gotham Racing, and they come back with this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, legit, probably they would have been That's a lot good. of confused kids. Someone's like, "I like how you can barely see the path in front of you at times. Really makes it easy to play." Alright, looks like this game was indeed shit, and I'm remembering it poorly, but it was and my first Batman back. game. That's so, um... I'm gonna stick with it being... I also have this weird memory of, like, a... a similar to the Batman, a side-scroller. Yeah. But I think it was one of those, like, TV games where you put on... Yes! Okay, this is all coming back to Oh! Me. You know those TV games that had... It was like the Kinect, but before the Kinect? Yeah, 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 yeah. This one had a, a glove... Like, it was your Batman glove? Huh. Oh my god, I'm... Rem Sorry, this is, like, unlocking a core memory. Um, right. It had the gaunt... Yeah, you had, like, a full gauntlet with the... Uh, whatever his spikes on the side are called. They're just called... 
like wrist spikes, I think. Wrist spikes, yeah. Those. Ninja spikes, I don't know. And I feel like there was buttons on where the hand is. Yeah. But what you had to do was like you had to punch at the screen and Batman would punch. So it was one of those like kind of interactive that that's good memories yeah you it's were so side scrolling you were punching or were you, was it first person you were punching could have it's been so, your first person punching it's, it's so interesting how like there are so many different gaming like innovations that happened way before you think they did so it's it's like a nintendo did the first vr system um yeah and it was all red and whatever it was called and it's like the virtual you know, boy yeah the virtual boy and then like playstation 2 had like motion control games that used the PlayStation camera at the tri- at the time, but it wasn't like it wasn't quite a, like the Connect. It's really, really odd and it's interesting. Really um, strange, but cool. Oh, and you had the bat symbol. Yes. Sorry, I've googled it. Wait, I can't what, what find any called? footage. Just the Batman plug and play TV game. Oh, You'll okay. have this weird controller. Ignore that. Scroll down a little bit. You had gauntlets and they had sensors. Yes, you had to like punch the. The bat symbol was a... It was like a button. Dude. Dude. Oh, so good. Wait, so is that controller part of it? No. No, um, that was completely separate. For, uh, for for our listeners at home, the um, the, there is... The controller that keeps coming up is a Batarang-shaped um, <laughs> yeah, controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks Oh awful. my god, that's interesting as... It's so cool! I cannot what find any footage of it. I've just found the gauntlets. Yeah, they, how good do they look? And there's like a chest-mounted Batman logo. Like yeah, that symbol. You're a little kid with that chest Batman logo and those fucking gloves punching. With that little camera. Dude. Dude. And you, um... It's based on the show. Yeah, based on the show The Batman. Sorry, I, I did not plan on... If I seem really, like, out of it, it's because I did not remember this until... We started talking about it huh, right this second. Right. That's the best. Oh, that's that really, good. really, really interesting. Anyway, uh, I think game. Rocksteady did a few games. They're apparently really yeah, good. Yeah, they, they did like a couple of little indie games. You know, yeah, they're pretty, pretty, pretty low key. No one really hears about. But them. the real good one um, was by WB Montreal. Now that's the one that everyone loves and is not forgotten at all. And I'm really obviously funny. talking about Batman: Arkham Origins Blackgate. It's a <laughs> 2.5D. I played all the Arkham games. Have you played Arkham Origins Black Game? Yeah, I played it on the PlayStation Vita. I oh, was one of the have you three still got your that... PlayStation Vita? Yeah. yeah Can I dude. borrow it? What do you want to play? I want to try and find someone selling the... This is unrelated. This is unimportant, but <laughs> I really want to play the, uh, the the bloody Uncharted Golden Abyss oh, is yeah, on sure. PlayStation Vita. Yeah, I'm, I've got to find someone who's selling it. Anyways, back to the relevant stuff. If you've stuff. done the game, <laughs> yeah, you borrow my PlayStation Vita, that's fine. I played Persona 4 on it. and oh, I almost so spent $250 on a Vita, like, in 2020 oh, because of this. So I was... I was like, oh, but, like, it would be cool, right, to go back and, like, <laughs> like to get one of these and then play this game. And, like, I was, I was on Marketplace. I'm going way too long. And I was just, like, like, I was talking about it with my friend. I'm like, I should do it, right? And then I didn't. And I'm like, I thank God that I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. Um, I've never played Origins Blackgate. I know that it's kind of, like, it's a not bit shit. great. It's yeah. a bit shit. It, they did the best they could. The right. Arkham Combat, which is... I don't want to say famously easy, but... Yeah. It's definitely on the easier side. 
yeah. is even easier when you don't have to worry about aiming, and instead it's 2D. <laughs> oh, look, I yeah, think people I was... are in the background, and, you know, you do got to time stuff. I was right. wondering if it was still the Arkham Combat, because I always thought maybe it was, like, some sort of turn-based thing. Um, it is similar. Yeah. No, it is definitely the Arkham Combat. Weird. And stealth is interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's Arkham, but worse, you know? Yeah. That's, That's about sad. it. And it's maybe or maybe you're not canon to Arkham Origins, which is maybe or maybe not canon to the rest of the series. And it's so unclear. Yeah. I love it. I love that... I mean, look, I like Arkham Origins. I like to have more respect for that game um, really every good. day. But it's like, I love that Rocksteady didn't leave any parameters on how to make it work with, like, canon, and then they made <laughs> Arkham Knight, and they were just like, whatever! Um, <laughs> Who actually gives a shit? It's, yeah, it makes... Like, the Arkham time. I love the Arkham games. That's the big one that we were not gonna... We are gonna talk about. We are um, gonna talk about... Yeah, yeah, I was just being a shit. Yeah, Arkham timeline is one of the most confusing timelines ever, because it makes sense for the first two games and then they sold the rights to make their well, they, they lent the rights out mm. so they could work on Arkham Knight and then the, the, the timeline just went nuts <laughs> oh boy it's real it. funny because it's like uh, the, I feel like Arkham City and Arkham Asylum are really really perfect because they feel like a nice follow up to Batman the Animated Series they um, really do especially Arkham Asylum yeah like City for sure but Arkham Asylum is I feel like Rocksteady didn't... Not they didn't plan for having a sequel, because they obviously did. They snuck in. Yeah. But I feel like they were very prepared to not get a sequel. Oh, for sure. Especially and as so that game just... was... There you like go. It, it was just sort of had a terrible development, right? It's probably not fantastic, but not too yeah. bad. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Because I know the fascinating thing about the uh, Batman Arkham games is... Arkham Asylum was sort of made on the bones of the Batman Begins game, I think. Ah, uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight. Yeah, so there yeah, was so a Batman Begins about to get game. Yeah, released. they were gonna then do a Dark Knight sequel, but then sort of shit happened, and they were like, "Well, I guess we'll just make something else." And then they resurrected that into Arkham Asylum. So I don't think that there was ever any faith in that game. Um, no, no. I want to live in the uh, timeline where it was a rhythm game. Oh my god! Give me How that. good! Give How me good that. Would that have been. Um, <laughs> oh, instead, they ruined video com- game combat for a while. They Forever. didn't ruin it. It was fine. I still think it's oh, good. they it's good combat, and I'll get into it when I talk about how my game's combat will work. Oh, but it um it really does it really did sort of like <laughs> stunt video game combat systems. Well, because everyone was about... like, "How could it get better?" How about you talk about How your game, then we'll yeah. talk about movies, and then we'll That's get into idea. my movie. We'll talk about yours. So, yeah. my Let's game... I'm so excited. Set in the universe... Been on this? It's, I've been sitting on the concept of this game since I played Ghost of Tsushima, basically. Oh, it's um, another Ghost of Tsushima game. It's another Ghost of, it's like another Ghost of yeah, Tsushima clone. Because um, <laughs> I was playing Ghost of Tsushima two years ago in 2020. I'm like, man, this is like the best Batman game ever. The movie's um, going to be a Hitman game somehow. <laughs> That'll be mine. <laughs> um, no, so basically set in the world of the Batman, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a sequel. It's not an origin, but like it's in that world. It's early days Batman. Yeah. It's going to have like a large open world, but not too large. Not like, not talking like Assassin's Creed 
Odyssey large, but you Ugh. know, it's like a nice large city, you know, maybe the size of like Los Santos or something from GTA five. That's still huge. Yeah, I know. Just the city, not like yeah, the yeah. yeah, not the outer regions so much. So it's like a nice big sort of explorable city that mm. you can get around as get around in as Batman. Um and it will be like a living city, so you actually have you know, civilians and people going about their lives, you know, none of that Arkham shit where they lock down the city or they they have a like a, an ice storm and no one can come yeah. out. Um, speaking of storms, I just looked at my computer and it's like, it's 24 degrees Celsius and there's a thunderstorm coming. Um, <laughs> Fun. And it, as I said, that changed to light rain. Oh, easy. Oh no, so mine's changed to we'll a thunderstorm. You son of a bitch. You sent it my oh. way. Oh no. Um, yeah, so pretty much like a big, like a big city and you like i've said it's a more realistic city in that it's not going to be a racetrack like it will be it'll feel like a living breathing city yeah. um you'll actually have civilians walking around yeah and it'll be like dirty and grungy like the gotham yeah, we see in the batman and the so gotham grungy. we see in the comics it's so, so dirty and yuck oh it's awesome um i heard it described as like they just took all of the deep fat fries and just like in in the city of Glasgow, just tipped them all over the all over <laughs> and then filmed. Um, yeah, that's very rad. Yeah, so I'm calling it a Batman simulator because the idea is that it's going to give you the chance to upgrade Batman and gain more skills in your sort of own way. It's not going to be an RPG with loot. It's going to be. The more you play the story and the more you play the game, you're going to sort of build this legend as Batman. Ooh, um, that's hot. And as you level up, you gain access to more gadgets. <clears throat> and as you get more XP, you gain access to more... Um, <clears throat> you get more XP points that you can use to spend on gear and stuff. Mm. But it'll be kind of like, oh, I'm going to... You know, you have like a menu in the Batcave. There's going to be a lot of time spent in the Batcave working on the suit. Um... And I, th- I had this idea that you could, like, set up bases around Gotham as well. Um, or you just take the idea from the Batman, which I really loved, is that Batman, Bruce Wayne, lives inside Gotham City, and the Batcave is in Gotham City and not, God. you know, not 12Ks out of the city or some shit. So, yeah, just on its own little island or whatever the fuck yeah. it's always. So there's going to be, like, a lot of time spent down in his, in his Batcave working on the suit. You'll be able to unlock new armor upgrades and... It'll all be about sort of like where the combat and the stealth comes from will be about specking your suit with actual physical upgrades that you're putting on, not just like, not just points things. It'll be like, this is a heavier chest plate and it will be better for blocking bullets, but you will move slower. Or you take out, you take a more light armored approach and then you can go up against enemies a lot quicker, but obviously a bit more of a glass cannon. But it'll all be determined and that'll all change how the suit looks as well. So oh, you think of the suit he's yep. got in the film, yeah, yep. and like maybe you can strip it back and you can have the grey spandex type situation, but um, mm. obviously if he gets shot, he's yeah. gonna die. Um, but you're quieter in stealth, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And like I, you know, it'll all be through menus that you have in the Batcave, and you unlock stuff like naturally, and it's like Batman's like, okay, I need better armor, so then you work on that and. That sort of comes through in the uh, open world simulator aspect in that it's like you can go around the city doing investigation and stuff and you can find enemy like drug dens and bases and everything and when you find them it's like you know you're peeping in and you're like oh look these enemies have like high caliber machine guns or some shit so I'm going to go in a more armored approach and then I can deflect more bullets and have that harder sort of have the brutal combat. Mm. Um, 
Or you find a base and there's enemies in there that have all got, like, bats and clubs and you're like, okay, I can move pretty fast, don't need to worry about getting shot, can take a few hits with the bat um, and dodge around and do more stealth. I think that that's a really, really cool approach, but it's not just going to be uh, open-world checklist activities. They're all going to be connected to stories, like uh, side quests. There will be a main story as well, which I hadn't really thought about because it's all about the side quests that will have... Uh, encounters with various villains because it's early days it can like have villain origins for example in the film we got a cameo from a certain clown um <gasps> what so maybe you have a side story that is his first encounter with that serial killer who becomes the joker um I was gonna say because yeah it is clear that they've met at least yeah there was a deleted scene I think I talked about this in the review there was a deleted scene that Matt Reeves talked about where Batman was going to go speak to him yeah. in his effort to like, profile the Riddler. I'm like, that's really cool. So it's like, you could have a story. And it, they, I describe it as like multi-quest and multi-location stories. So it's like, you go to your first location, you think you're just busting some drug dealers, <laughs> and then that leads on to something bigger that maybe involves one of the crime families, or like you're tracking a serial killer, like you find sort of bodies and stuff, and you start tracking a serial killer, and then maybe that is Zaz or Joker or... Zaz needs more attention. I like. He Zaz. does. I'm. I think that they should have used Zaz instead of Joker in the film. That would have been really, really cool. Um, Ooh, yeah. That would have been. Int- oh, you got to do that sequel bait though. That's I don't true. know if Zaz is big enough for sequel bait. That's a good point. Yet. Yeah, that's a good point. You, you got me there. Um, got to WB got horrible, us again. Um, horrible sequel, but it wasn't that bad. But it was pretty bad. It was just, uh, I always expected so, I wasn't as angry. I know you turned to me in the cinema hoping to, um... I was expecting a reaction. Uh, yeah, I was like, ah! No, I was just like, I just sort of shook my head. I think my friend who was sitting <laughs> next to me turned to me and goes, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, was, that was exactly what I was, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, so... I do say in here, yeah, ripping off Ghost of Tsushima, because in that, like, you have different armor sets with different sort of stats and they're not it's not gear it's like you just find the samurai armor which is better for melee combat versus the ninja armor which is better for stealth so it's like taking that sort of system and you know if you wanted skins in the game you can have just skins that go over the top of the outfit and have no change so if you maybe you can unlock them through like a progression or something so you can have like the original uh black and um you can have the original red costume that Bob Kane designed, um, if you wanted, if you so wished. Um, a little bit of history about that. Have I still got you? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, okay, I'm, cool, I'm cool. just listening. I'm intently. Yeah. So it's I'm... like the uh, it's like a little bit of history about that because people always say Bob Kane created Batman. Bob Kane created the name Batman, and he created an idiot in a red suit with blonde hair and a domino mask and black wings, and it, it looks, looks bad, goofy it looks as like hell. A it's like no, a Robin look. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like an early days Robin. Yeah. Speaking of Robin, maybe if there's a multiplayer aspect of my game, you can play as Robin. Um, oh, but who knows? that work timeline-wise? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, who um, gives a shit? Just, just chuck him in. Who cares? I literally just thought of that off the top of my head because we brought up Robin. Um, yeah, so it's like, in Ghost of Tsushima, there's a system with the, your legend as the ghost, and every time your legend rank increases, it gives you a new ghost weapon. So I'm like, every time your legend as Batman grows... That's when you'd get a new gadget or something, or a new tool. Right. Um, or you just unlock it through progression in the Batcave. But it's all got to be... Like, my main sort of thing was none of it can be randomly dropped loot from enemies. It all has to be things that you naturally unlock. 
and uh, that makes sense. So it's like you encounter some enemies who you can't deal with because they have really powerful guns, and you're like, well, I've got some XP, I'm going to have a look in the Batcave and see if there's something I can unlock that gives me better protection against guns, and then that'll, like I said, will physically change how the costume looks. I'm um, fucking <clears throat> so here for that. Yeah, and what I really love is it's like you can have the really investigative side of Batman where you go to a, a base, you investigate the whole thing, you're like, shit, I can't take on the guys here, gonna return to the Batcave, change my outfit a bit, and then come back later. With side quests, you can have... You know, Batman's a detective, so you can have side quests that just focus on detective stuff and no combat or very little combat. Mm. Speaking of the combat system, because I said I'd get to it, <laughs> in the Arkham games, you're kind of like a pinball. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great bounce. way. Oh, that's a really yeah. good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember where I heard it. It's not original, but um, <laughs> no, just take credit for it. I, I can't yeah. prove you wrong. So you kind of just bounce from enemy to enemy. I don't want to do that. I don't mind using that sort of that combat mechanic where it's like square to punch triangle to block Mm -hmm. i don't mind using that what i would want though is a scrappier more real feeling combat that makes batman feel vulnerable so looking at a game like uh, mad max which uses that sort of triangle parry or you know punch parry punch parry combat system yeah but it feels very scrappy and you know lots of like dodges and uh, mad max in that feels more you know, like he's actually in a fight rather than a pinball bouncing around the screen. He's just a um, dude. Yeah. So having that be the focus and, like, you know, taking from, like, Days Gone and, and Mad Max with, like, a vehicle upgrade system, you've got the Batmobile, really awesome Batmobile that we saw in the Batman, being able to work on that and upgrade it oh, and, you know, so... gain more stuff for it and, you know, have that as another layer all carrying you through a rich narrative which I haven't thought about but the game would have a rich narrative um, you got me thinking about the Batmobile still that is oh it's so beautiful in the film it's such a good car yeah so, so I just on, like did you say you could drive it around or is this more yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for driving yeah. Cool, 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 cool. yeah you know either you pick your Batmobile or your Batbike doesn't really matter um something I've thought a lot about for what could happen in a sequel to the Batman. I've gone on for a while on this. No, that's fine. Um, I'm here for it. For his gadgets, is in the film, he starts out with like a sort of wingsuit for his gliding. Mm-hmm. You could have that in the game, in a wingsuit parachute situation, but then maybe you're like, well, I wonder if there's... Maybe he needs to get the wings on his cape um, so that then he has more control in the air. Yeah, fuck yeah. So then that would be a natural upgrade that you could get throughout the game to have a better glide. So you get the gliding system eventually, but it's something that you have to work for. And that also gives us a Batman game where the primary mode of transport is, you know, parkour and using a grapple gun, which is something I've always wanted to see in a game where it's like instead of gliding everywhere, you're grappling around, you're using his vehicle, you're using parkour. And that helps to make the city feel a lot bigger as well. Like you would have to have as large of a world if you can make the city feel large with... By limiting Batman's, like, traversal a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really, really interesting. Um, you can have a system with, like, the people on the ground, like, the civilians, so if they see Batman, you know, how they react with fear or... Depending or on your actions. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I wouldn't have, like, a morality system. Obviously, Batman's not going to go murdering no, no. anybody. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's sort of be interesting to see over the course of the story the civilians kind of warm up to Batman more. Um, have you... I mean, I know a lot of games do that. You just... Whenever you, you're talking about it, and this is reminding me of the game Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I've not played it, but I know of it. Yeah, a lot of games do it, obviously, but yeah. this is the best one example I can use. 
that game has a lot of that that similar upgrading that you're talking about. Yeah. Where would you lock off upgrades depending on um, what you've done? Or, I don't know. I shouldn't say lock off. I should say you have a limited set of upgrade points. So, like, if you put it all into combat, then you might not have enough for more tech stuff or more yeah. stealth stuff. Because I know I with, know. with Deus Ex, there was a limited amount. Right. So you kind of had to pick your build reasonably early. Like, it, the early game gives you a chance to do everything. Yeah. But there was... The, one of the best examples I can give is a police station. You have to get into a police station to talk to someone. So yeah. you can either stealth your way through the back and kind of just avoid as many people as you can, hack security cameras, that kind of thing. You can break through a wall and brute force it. You can... Oh, I should say, all using upgrades. Like, you can only hack the um, security cameras with a certain upgrade. You can only break through a wall if you've gotten that certain upgrade. Or you can go to the front desk and try and convince someone to to let you in and give you some time there. All with a certain upgrade. Or at least it gets, you know, it's helped out with those upgrades. Right. So, yeah, you could do the strength punch your way through, but if you have that ability but still want to sneak through, you can't get through there. It just means you can't deactivate the cameras. You can't turn the turrets on the other people. Okay, now I get you. Would you you have that limiting, or would you just kind of let everyone do anything? I thought about it. Because I like the idea of letting you do anything, because that lets you tailor your Batman to every single situation, but, like, there's still a gameplay element of you having to tailor your Batman. Like, you have to travel back to the Batcave to sort of examine your armor and work out the next sort of sort of things you're going to tackle. Um, it also helps to keep gameplay fresh, I think, by allowing yeah. you to change back and forth. And you're like, okay, I went and took down that group of heavily armed thugs, uh, but now I'm going to just go beat up some, like, some drug dealers or whatever in the street, and they've all just got, like, regular street clothes, so I don't need everything else. Um so I don't know. I I don't know if I would lock well lock you out of things. Maybe like lock you out of major things. Would but I also just okay like the, An- oh, another sorry. way around. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned multiple suits, right? Yes. Would they have an effect? See, I didn't think so at first, but now I'm like, what maybe if like you can you've got work on different bat suits? Yeah. What if it's dependent on like you said you wanted to return to the bat cave. Yeah. And kind of have a look at different upgrades that you need. Maybe yeah. if you so upgrade like... the armor on bat suit number one, yeah, then you can no longer be stealthy because you've got that heavy clunky armor. Yeah, so you've got to go to bat suit so two you, yeah, and unlock certain bat upgrades. Suit so maybe it'd be like you're building new suits, and each suit yeah. that you unlock, so you unlock like suit slots or whatever in your sort of in your suit rack, like, mm. you know, as the story progresses. So it's like the first suit is like the film suit, which is a nice balance, but then it's like you unlock one that's like it, the next one. And yeah, you unlock a blank slate, which is just a bat suit. Then you can yeah. sort of start putting shit on it as you want. Because um, you could have like, sort of you want all your you bat suits. Ones. All your bat suits are good at te- uh, tech stuff. Yeah. So you can have like offensive tech or stealth tech, but one is best for stealth and one is best for attack. The other yeah. one is good at gliding, so if there's a trouble in the sky, fireflies flying about, then you want your flying suit, but also maybe yeah. you want flying and punching. 
so yeah. that you can f- attack while also gliding. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That's cool. Because then you've got, but, like, yeah. different looking suits as well. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, because everything... So, so, like, what I was saying before as well about with the film, everything feeling quite tangible or whatever, mm-hmm. or, like, it feels tactile while still being comic booky and wanting to carry through that framework into this game, I would want everything to feel like you could build it for real, Yeah, but still be that comic book silliness of... You know, you're gliding around in a massive wingsuit. Um, yeah. You are fighting a whole group of thugs, but, you know, have that idea that Batman can get overwhelmed and have that scrappier combat system. Um, Fuck yeah. But it all still feels like a comic book and it doesn't just feel like grander stuff. So then you would be able to have, like, some superpowered enemies, like maybe Poison Ivy's in there. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's just like a sort of Batman simulator that's within the framework of the film mm. that is, like, it's grounded, but, but- not the real world but it feels I feel like this world was like goofy enough to have probably not like a condiment king even though Robert Pattinson did you hear really wants condiment king did he? he's just like he was in an interview and he was talking about how much he loves condiment king because he's ridiculous I did not know about it's that it's so funny I'll send it to you after um, but yeah like I feel like there are ways to get around superpowers in quotation marks because, like, Poison Ivy is probably an example of one you can ground yeah. reasonably into reality. It'll still be yeah. comic book nonsense, but... Yeah. Well, it's oh, like, I was talking to my friend, and it's... Because I was, I was listening to another thing, another podcast or whatever, and they were talking about how it's like you could take, like, um, Clayface, and maybe he doesn't turn into a monster, but, like, he is, a like, a shapeshifter. I'm like, actually, I think that the big clay monster could work in this universe. Um, it's all just about having really good writing, and you make it a horror movie or something, so maybe you never see the full clay beast, but he, you have horror sequences of Batman getting chased. So it's like, I think you could do it. It's just a matter of how you set it and everything, and, um... How you make the character feel? So maybe he feel maybe is less. He doesn't say like, like catchphrases like a comic book character or something. But like he is a tormented soul who turns into this monster, and then Batman has to find a way to deal with him. But you can make it feel more real, especially with graphics now as well. You can make it feel more grounded and real through through the graphics. It's like um, I think there are ways to make it all work. I'm so fucking down for it. Yeah, anyway, that's my that game. That sounds so much fun. I want it. Literally, just be called the Batman as well. Yeah, easy. even though I, uh, even though I don't think that that's the best name ever for a Batman film. <laughs> Call it the Batman the movie the video game. Have the exactly. in it every time. <laughs> the Batman the movie the video game the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> now we're yeah, talking. So, so that's what that would be. I think it'd be really, 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 really cool. I also think it would be really, really cool, and I want to play it a lot. Thank you. You're welcome, Kitty, dude. It'll Don't probably never it. happen because the Arkham games are the framework for Batman now. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's so fine. Batman in film. Batman in film. Boy, has he been in a whole bunch of films. Too we're, many, some might say. Not enough. We're going to ignore all of the say. the fucking serials from the forties because. I don't, I don't know I enough about them. I have those at home. Oh, shit. Hang on. Maybe we won't ignore them. What? I've never watched... I watched, like, the first one, um, first episode, and it was weird. I, I haven't seen it for ages, but I, I, I own a DVD that's, like, 
that's the old Batman serials. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting little like sort of a peep into how they did Batman back in the day. Um, yeah, weirdly weird. It's weird. It's black and white. Um, the suit's bad. The but suit good, is but bad. bad. But good. It's it's like real bad. That's the mask is awful. Oh, um, back before they had like the good. mask plates. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it's like in the Adam West show, at least he had like a sort of plastic, Mm-mm-mm. you know, face mask. Then with the spandex around it or the, like the cloth, this is just like a cloth mask on his face. It's rough. And it looks horrendous, and the ears fucking look weird. Speaking um, of Adam West, he got a movie. He did. He got a great TV show, and then a movie. That... Adam West has got three movies. Sorry, you talk. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's like. You know, they say that some comic book movies are full now, but that was Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, mm-hmm. Riddler? And the Riddler. Yeah. Yep. All in the one film working together. And Robin. And there's a Robin. And, and there's, there's the police. Um, and there's a shark. A, there's a shark. It's a fake shark, though. It's really funny. The only time Batman uses shark repellent in that film, it's not a real shark. It's, a, it's an exploding oh, shark. Um, My favourite thing just as a quick aside in arkham city yes is when you if you die to there's a part in the iceberg lounge where there's a shark yeah and if you die to the shark the because the game gives you little tips on the loading screen like oh press y to counter and do a double counter by smashing x at the same time i don't know what the fuck yeah but it'll be like try using your bat repellent or your shark repellent bat spray True. So cute. It's I love so it. good. But yeah, um, he got three films. There's three Adam West films. There's two animated ones, which are real oh, good, yeah, and of also course. have a lot of villains. But yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. God. If we're if we're counting the animated ones, that's that's so many. That's so many films. I'm only counting the animated Adam West ones because Adam West is in them. Um, that's fair. And can we count Under the Red Hood because it's the best Batman movie? It really full is. stop. It's yeah. so good. It's so, it's so so good, so fucking good. I love yeah, that movie um, so much. Yeah, we then come to Batman eighty nine. Yeah, that was like the first time that Batman had actually been adapted in a serious context, where they were like, we're taking the more serious side from the comic books at the time, which you know, Dark Knight Returns had recently come out, and we're turning that into a film. I believe that, that was required reading or something for the cast members. Oh, um, right, right, right. Which is funny because that film is nothing like that. Yeah, comic, and it's. It's barely comic accurate as well, and it's a portrayal of Batman. Um, it's a... Look, nostalgia goggles, I feel, have a big part to play. It's a good I've, film, I think. I think it's good. I've talked about this before. The best watch I've ever had of it was where I put it in black and white. Um, Hipster. And it just made it so different. It took out all the uh, colour, obviously, but like <laughs> it made Joker look like a fucking nightmare. Um, oh, God, he looks like a nightmare anyway, let's be honest. Yeah, and, and Batman Burton. looked really freaky. Like, it just sort of make, changes the movie right. in a fascinating yeah, way. Yeah. But, um... Then, speaking of terrifying, uh, Batman God. Returns. It's not a good film. I'm sorry to any Batman Returns fans. I don't remember it. I just remember the penguin puking that black blood, the greeny, yep. and uh, genuinely giving me nightmares because fuck like that. Bile. Yeah, it's um, it's a shit film. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's but it not... gives us one of the best Batman scenes of all time. Which one? Him pulling off his mask and the raccoon eyes disappearing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. How can you and hate a film Wayne, that gives us that? Why are you dressed up like Batman? <laughs> oh, Christopher Walken, dude. 
How can this movie... F- and it has the penguin Danny DeVito as... If you, on paper... Yeah. Okay, just imagine that Tim Burton hadn't done a Batman movie before. Yeah. And I handed you this... Like, you're from another universe. I handed you this on a piece of paper. We have Tim Burton with Beetlejuice's Batman, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. It's got Christopher Walken in it being an insane as man with Max Albert Einstein. Max Shrek, a man with Albert Einstein hair who's insane. It's got a Catwoman that's fine. She was fine. Michelle Pfeiffer, she's okay. She's good. Bat- she's, she's probably the best part of that film, though. She's a good, good Catwoman. And very it, entertaining performance. It features Danny DeVito's penguin biting off a guy's nose. Mm-hmm. Because he's running against Billy D. Williams, who plays Harvey Dent, but not Two-Face yet. You would... Is he Harvey Dent in that film? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's in that film or... I know that he was in 89, in 89. and that's the biggest missed... Sorry, this is a tangent. Yeah, yeah, the biggest yeah. missed opportunities in Batman cinema history. Uh, not using Billy D. Williams as Two-Face, not yeah. using Robin Williams as the Riddler... And not using Willem Dafoe as the Joker because apparently he was oh. talked about at the time of '89. They were wanting Willem Dafoe because be quote good. he looked like the Joker. Yeah, um, he does. He does. So it's like those are like the sort of biggest missed opportunities ever. Anyways, was you were that saying, though? I heard oh. that Robin Williams was only considered to make Jim yeah, Carrey so, sign. Yeah, they used Robin Williams. They, he was they mad used sort about of that. on '89 because they were gonna. They were saying to Jack Nicholson, like, we've got Robin Williams for the Joker. Oh, he was the Joker. And we'll okay, just happily, yeah, like, we'll just happily use him if you don't want to do it. Right. And then Jack Nicholson was like, okay, I'll do it. Obviously, that pissed off Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, and then they did it again with Jim Carrey for the Riddler. I'm like, and apparently they sort of talked, they had talked about Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was ever offered the role or anything. He would have been but sick. yeah, it's like Robin Williams would have made a fucking phenomenal Joker or Riddler. To be honest, like he could play both of those roles and play them very distinctly. He would have been um, a very different Joker, that's for sure. He would have been goofball yeah. Joker. Yeah, which like I don't know if it would fun. work for that particular film because in the film he's like mob boss. He's like a gangster. Yeah, I c- I can't look at Robin Williams's kind face and be like, yeah, he's a mobster that killed the Waynes. <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, but he would have been good can... as Riddler. But I also don't hate yeah. Jim Carrey's Riddler, to be honest. I think it's well, Jim Carrey. It's what you signed up for. When I talk about Batman and Robin, I'll talk about Batman Forever and whether or not I'm going to rewatch that as well. well <laughs> on to, we're on to Batman Forever. Batman yeah, Forever! So I cannot sanction um, your buffoonery. Funny story. Yeah, <laughs> so working on that film. If you watch that movie, you watch Bat- You watch Jim Carrey's Riddler is just insanity. He's and a lot totally of fun to not memory. the Riddler, but he's he's fun and weird and insane. And you just look at Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, which is terrible casting. <laughs> oh, I think it's incredible casting, but mm. for the wrong film. Yeah, that's that's fair. Tommy so Lee Jones his... doesn't work with a Joel Schumacher goofy no. Two Face because he plays the the Joker. But in yeah. a more serious and... crime drama, he's got that square head, mm. the scarred. I'm about it. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so you look at him, and you can just see his brain working overtime <laughs> to keep up with Jim Carrey. <laughs> it's like you can see the fucking cogs turning, like at mm. light speed in 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 his scenes because he just looks lost, out of place, and lost. And then he'll just do something insane, 
and you're like, this is not working. Um, no, no, but it is not. Um, yeah, so it's really, really funny movie. watching him try to keep up, and you're just like, this film's a mess. Uh, it's also the film that introduced the bat nipples. Um, Crime against cinema. Yep, and you got Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I think that he was probably good casting, but just like, again, the film is nuts and not good. There's a lot of now, very good casting, but not for this film. Yeah. One of them that's now, not very good casting is Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, he's a weird Robin He's an a. old man, and it's weird that they're like... Bruce Wayne adopted you, you very clearly yeah. 21-year-old man <laughs> who can do everything for himself. I don't know why he needs to be adopted. Anyway, so, sorry, I keep interrupting you. All right, yeah, so I say all this about Batman Forever, mm-hmm. but I watched Batman and Robin the other night. You did. And I had a fucking fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like... How drunk slash high were you? I wasn't. I was just uh-huh. like... My friend was over and we're hanging out. I just made um, so a, a burger chain here in Australia is doing a promotion for the Batman that's selling a, a Bruce Wayne burger, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna make it myself." Yeah, no fit. So I made Bruce Wayne burgers, which were fine, um, and then we watched Batman and Robin. No, no, you can't, dude. We're gonna be sued. You made Wayne Bruce. I made Wayne Bruce burgers. <laughs> yeah, or, um, or maybe make it someone completely unrelated to Bruce Wayne, like Batman. You made I'm, Batman burgers. I made Batman burgers, yeah. They're nothing alike. Um, so we watched Batman and Robin, and I was like, I switched my brain off. I turned off my critical Batman fan brain, mm. I guess you could say. And I was like, because I know that this movie is a joke and it's insane, and I know that it's bad. And I was just like, the first 15 minutes of that film were incredible. Um, you've got, like, they're suiting up, and it's very horny. Lots of butt and crotch shots and shots of their nipples and everything. The film it's is so, so horny. horny. <laughs> and the first line of the film, if Alfred doesn't say something they've forgotten, is the Batmobile rises up yep. and it's ready to go. And then Robin, Chris O'Donnell, goes, I want a car. And there's a long pause. Chicks, Chicks dig, dig the, the car. car. And then <clears throat> George Clooney, his first line as Batman... He just essentially turns to the camera. He does. He looks directly in. (laughs) And he says, this is why Superman works alone. So immediately the film is ridiculous. They get in the... He gets in the Batmobile, drives off. Robin's motorbike comes up. It's got, like, this big entrance. And then they're just, like, off to the races. And, like, you get this very brief description of who the villain is going to be. Like, Commissioner Gordon, uh, played by Pat Hingle, comes up on screen. And he's like... Hey Batman, there's a new villain. He's called Mister Freeze. He's got an ice gun, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you're so like, dumb. all right, and you're like, all right, let's do it. And they get there, and it's just what follows is this surprisingly well choreographed fight against Mister Freeze and his goons, and I think the ice skates come out in that scene, um, and it's just ridiculous. Like I was just having so much fun, and. There's, like, the back credit card in that film. There's Poison Ivy and Uma Thurman is just wild. Um, Batgirl's in it, and her costume is as horny as Batman and Robin. Like, they do all the same weird shots and everything. Um, it's so My weird and terrible. The, the Batgirl costume is, like, you could see they were like, oh, we put nipples on the bat suit. But we and can't the put them on the Batgirl costume. So it just looks like she's got pokies. She's just got like the yeah. It's so, so awful. It's just it's real weird. But so it's like the film is like terrible. But I had so much fun, <laughs> and I'm like, this might be my new guilty pleasure 
comic book film or whatever because it was just so ridiculous and everyone is like having fun um but then like when the film gets like serious with its sort of subplot about alfred being sick you get glimmers or of like where george clooney could have been a really really good batman and bruce wayne in another film but also they just dragged the film down because i'm like i'm bored i just want to see this zany nightmare world that they <laughs> created um a, a scene that is stuck in my brain is uh mr freeze singing along with the Oh, like the he frosty is. the snowman yeah and getting all his goons to sing along it's so odd it's so and weird. like yeah and like there's a weird rivalry where robin is like oh no poison ivy's got the hots for me batman and you're just jealous because you get every girl and everything <laughs> so and it's bad. so gross and weird but i was just having like from start to finish i was like this movie's great it was only the middle where i was like this is boring yeah um if they like, shave like 20 minutes off the film and you've got not the worst Batman film. <laughs> um, I think that it, I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed Batman Returns in the past. Um, That's fair. That is a movie that is hard to yeah, look at. But sometimes. I'm also like, do I rewatch Batman Returns and Batman Forever now and see if I enjoy those just as much as these weird nightmare <laughs> trips into a weird take on Batman. Do I do that? Speaking of weird nightmare trips, Batman Begins features the Scarecrow, which is a nightmare oh trip. God. Dude, that was the worst. I've, I've talked a lot. Walk us through You're Scarecrow fine. You're Batman fine. Begins. Batman Begins. You got Ra's al Ghul, played by Liam Neeson. Good or fun. Or is it Ra's al Ghul? I, who the fuck knows, dude? Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> is it Ra's al Ghul? Yeah. Um, He's actually it's it's Raz Al Ghul. Like his name is Al Ghul, yeah. but it's Raz's. <laughs> You've got um oh we should probably mention fucking Christian Bale's Batman, who is really good. He's really good in that film. He's a really good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's a consistently good Bruce Wayne throughout the trilogy, but his Batman is probably at its best in Batman Begins and at its absolute worst in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah. The Bat Suit as well, at its best in Batman Begins. I just wish it could move yeah. its neck. Yeah, it has that sort of... It's like the sort of Schumacher-Burton era of, like, chiseled... Thick um, rubber. Sort of form-fitting thick rubber, but it looks more natural. And yeah. he has, like, a really good silhouette as well, um, Ooh, which yeah. I like a lot. I think... And a lot of people are currently dogging on... Because we didn't talk about it for the other movies, but it's kind of just there. I mean, it's really pretty in 89 and that, mm. but... A lot of people are hating on the Tumblr lately, which uh, I can look, see. It's... it's a big tank, but I kind of yeah. like it. I wish... When it becomes a bat cycle, it rules. I like the bat cycle a lot. It's so bizarre. Um, why is it in there? <laughs> Just We saw why it's in there, because sometimes it gets blown up, and now it's a motorcycle. Is it? Was that, a, <laughs> was that an original feature of the Tumblr, or did Bruce Wayne modify it? Because if it's an original oh. feature, it makes no sense. Mm-mm. <laughs> But if you modified it, I'm fine with it. I don't like that it's called the Bat Pod, his, bo- his motorbike. Yeah, that is bad. Did you know I don't like the name blow it up of any the first of movies. They were going to. Yeah. Oh. They were going to blow up the Tumblr in the first movie. They were going to get, like, destroy it. But yeah. they all kind of fell in love with it. And the fact that it ah. is an actual functioning vehicle. Yes, it is. And they were just like, oh, we can't, we can't destroy it. It's so good. So they waited That's until funny. the next movie because they wanted just a little bit more time with it. 
I think that it works really perfectly for Batman in Batman Begins for mm. the um for the sequences they do with it where it's like jumping across the rooftop. Like I couldn't see the Batman's Batmobile jumping across the rooftops no, like that. No. Um just because there's something so fucking epic about the tumbler, like it's sliding along the roof and all it's the tiles really are coming good. off. And it's really cool. But I'm also like I'm sick of seeing Bat Tanks. So yeah. I Yeah, I, I hate it like... because I don't hate it, but it's like I hate it because it sort of set a precedent for you the hate Batmobile what it... has to be a tank. <laughs> you yeah. hate what it represents at the time. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. Like it has a great chase sequence. Um Yeah, it is a great vehicle and it's very sort of nineties or like eighties Batman as well, because like in Batman in like Dark Knight Returns he has a tank. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so it's like very industrial Batman. Very it feels very real and like that's why it's like that's the Nolan films are more grounded than the Batman was because everything feels like well he has a tank because he's just a man in a in a bulletproof suit so he needs a tank to be able to to like take on criminals whereas in the yeah. Batman he just drives a regular car that's bulletproof and it's fucking awesome it's fucking cool um yeah so you also have the um in the movie I should say uh, Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow, which is criminally underused. Oh, he's, he's great. He's in every film, but, like, not enough. Yeah. Put him he's in a more. great Scarecrow as well. I think those films did their villains very, very well. Very well. Especially The Dark Knight. With, with Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. I know you said that as a joke. To, yeah. like, cut off, you know, the obvious one. But also, Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. Holy shit. He's really good. I'm like, he's I want to see Two-Face good. again. But I'm also just like... Aaron Eckhart. It's sad he's we didn't see more good. of him as an actor because he's incredible in that film. Mm. I don't really know what else he did, but like, oh, I've not seen. He did like a weird fra- a movie called I Frankenstein, Frankenstein yeah. which looked which just looked awful. I've not really seen him in anything. I've seen trailers for stuff with him, and they all just looked whatever. So it's kind of sad that he because he's so didn't, good. He's so he good in like bigger movie. things. He's I wouldn't disgusting. even care if they. Like, if they got him just to be a new version of Two-Face, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Chuck him into somewhere. He would have been a good Batman, too. Yeah. There are not well, do you know... many people in that movie. Like, when he was, like... When he, in the, you know, in the film, he was like, I'm Batman, instead of giving away Batman's No, 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 no. Mm. He says, I am the Batman. Oh, sorry, I am the Batman. I would believe that, 100%. He's got the chin, yeah. he's got the jawline, he's in shape. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, he probably is, to be honest. Absolutely. So good. I he does like look, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking him up. He looks like he could be easily be a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And look, I just, like I said, would not care if they just recast him as a new version of Harvey Dent in Two-Face. That would be all for it. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing, like, an animated thing with him in it. Yeah. Oh, you um, also have, of course, Heath Ledger. It's It's just, you know... There's nothing we can add. You can't... Yeah, there's... Everything has been said about Heath Ledger's so iconic. It's a shame... Pretty incredible. Similar to the Tumblr. It's a shame what the precedent now. Yeah. And oh. unfortunately there oh, are a I lot was of... Go- I was going to say shame like a Tumblr. They blew him, after, blew him up after one movie. But I thought that was a pretty terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Awful. Um... <laughs> That's that has thrown me so much. Uh, just um, a shame that uh, people relate to him. 
Ah, that's no. upsetting. That's so <laughs> upsetting. Good. It's so bad. Don't relate to the Joker. Don't relate to any Joker. I feel like that's an easy blanket statement. Maybe don't relate to any Batman villain. Yeah, even. don't relate to the Riddler. There's a lot of people relating to the Riddler, and I hate that. Oh, no. There's good. also a lot of people um, that I've seen, and it really makes me laugh, having a tantrum about how the Riddler isn't like he is in the comic books. And how no. the Riddler isn't in control of the situation, and how the Riddler uh, has tantrums, and they can't no, Jack, see the I irony. Se- I seem to believe you texted me the other day, and it was you specifically. You said, oh. "No, I really relate to this take on the on the oh. Riddler." I thought that I, I you even said that you admire him. I, I thought, "Wow, that's a brave <laughs> statement to make." This is fucking slander, you son of a bitch. <laughs> in print, it's liable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to. Yeah, so I didn't know how to make slander is spoken. <laughs> in print, in print, it's, print, it's liable. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, uh... We'll get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah. But yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker, incredible, just disgustingly good. That He was movie... awesome, like... I think the only things about The Dark Knight that sort of age poorly for me is that a lot of the combat is pretty... Yeah, it's... Whatever, direction-wise. Like, Christopher Nolan's strong suit is clearly not action directing, and it still isn't. Um, mm. Yeah, like, like uh, I watched, I rewatched the, a scene today... Uh, from it's the the uh, the penthouse scene when um the Joker rocks up at yep. the party, it's a terrible scene. Um, it's good until like the it's fight. A, you mean it's a good scene? Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene, but it just sort of makes no sense because Batman rocks up, he beats the shit out of the bad guys. <laughs> oh yeah, allegedly. just leaves. Um, and then he leaves like he catches Rachel and he doesn't go back. It's so funny, and the Joker's just be like, <laughs> it's like, right, I guess we'll go then. See you later. It's like it's like what happened next? Did the Joker kill everybody? Did he did he leave? Did um does Batman go back off screen to, to deal <laughs> with him? Oh, it's fine. really strange. Um and it's also not a great bat suit. Um It's not. It's a shame. It's a lot of it's very segmented. It's look, I liked it at the time. Yeah. Eh, eh now. I think that the Batman Begins one looks more like a realistic take on the bat suit than the Dark Knight version does. Yeah, no, that's fair. I and... feel like as well. Speaking of things getting worse and worse as they go along, the Dark yeah. Knight Rises. Cool. Ooh. So, um, Bane is very it, good. If I watch that film again through the lens of this is like a goofy sixties camp rom, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. will I really enjoy it? Maybe. Um, it's rough. My, f- my favourite thing about that film is that they reference the 60s with the some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Because um, at the end of the film, Batman is trying to get rid of a nuke. Uh, it's a big old spherical it's... bomb on a string. And, and there are like, a couple of nuns. You know. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a marching band. It's like, this is goofy as hell. Uh, it Look, Tom Hardy's Bane is very good. Yeah. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is there. Yeah. Uh, Talia Al Ghul is awful. Sometimes in the movie, Batman is sometimes in the, not a, not a much though. No, it's a very Bruce Wayne heavy story. It has one of the best uh, mistakes in a film. Oh, where he goes in the tunnel. Is that a mistake? And then it comes out night. Because I'm like, maybe it was evening. Like maybe it's early evening. It's pretty much in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's I a bit. In... Was, Look, yeah. I don't. I don't care. It's I don't want to justify. I'm not going to spend time justifying. It is very yeah. funny though. I'm yes, not going to justify like it, and like... I also don't care enough 
to like maybe, call it an issue. I think it's just maybe funny. it's a very long tunnel. They're they're riding in the tunnel for six hours. <laughs> Sorry, hang on, we, have, we have to do this right. Um, when Batman enters the tunnel, it's the daytime, but when he comes out, it's the middle of the night. Uh, sin for me. Ding. There we go. Now we're cinema sins. How does that's it feel? funny because that is a cinema sin sin. Oh, almost certainly, yeah. Yeah, the sin is night. It's daytime when they go in the tunnel. Nighttime when they go out. Ding. Um, yeah, it's a great scene though. Um, it's really good. When it, Batman rocks up. And it has great like... moments and overall is not very good. Yeah, the scene though where he fights Bane, the first one, and Bane mm. kicks the absolute uh, shit out of him. I like that. Fucking awesome. As like a thirteen-year-old, I think when that movie came oh. out. Um, 14 like watching my hero get the shit absolutely you know, kicked out of him yeah get absolutely shit mixed i was like holy shit this movie's like for real and i was like pretty shocked and everything like, you just basically watch batman get killed more or less um and bane has very cool two of the most badass lines i've ever heard in my life with yes the, the first one being um what would happen if i take off the mask it would be very painful you're a big man yeah. for, you. for you. Oh, it's so good. And the other one, of course, <clears throat> is um, oh, what was it? Hang on, I, I'll I'll get in a sec. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. So good. And then he says, "I didn't see the light until I was a man. By then, it was only blinding." Yeah. But so the way he says cool. blinding is blinding. very cool. Like, that scene is so cool. And, like, he peels the mask off him after he, like, punches yeah. his head in. And, like, um, when they get to fighting on the bridge, like, on the catwalk, and it's all, like, pieces cost you strength, and victory has defeated you. I'm like, that's really, really cool dialogue. And you um, think this gives you power over me? Oh. And so, but you, you definitely get the sense that, like, the stunt performer, and maybe even Christian Bale, if he's actually doing the stunts, mm. like he can't move very well in that suit because no. he doesn't really throw many punches. It's a lot of elbow stuff, and it just kind of results in it looking a bit awkward. Um, whereas, like you look at Bane, who is just a, essentially he's just massive Tom Hardy and like a bulletproof so vest. So big, he's so big, and he can move really, really well, and that's really why he wins. Mm. <laughs> I remember seeing Tom Hardy for the first time after I hadn't seen Tom Hardy in a movie before. Yeah. And then looking at Bane and looking at Tom Hardy, I would not recognise. Like, I could not... I still have trouble recognising them as the same people. Yeah. He just doesn't look like Tom Hardy at all. It's He's no. just so big. You only see Tom Hardy once in that movie, like, with his, at the mask on. Mm. And even then he doesn't look like Bane. Um, <laughs> so good. It's really, really crazy. I know it's but, not really a... Oh, sorry, do you have a point? I was just going to say, Christopher Nolan has kind of talked about how um, he puts uh, Tom Hardy in masks a lot because he can act really, really well with his eyes. Like, he has a lot of very good focus and stuff. So that's why he does it. Because, like, you watch um, the Dunkirk and you basically never see his face, but, you know, you get all this stuff through his eyes. It's very, very cool. I heard it's good, though. It's very good. I know he doesn't have his own Batman movie, kind of, but uh, Ben Affleck... A good Batman shit material. Good yeah, he, well, he's shit material cast um, as Batman, I think, and the costume is really, really great. He uh, but then Batman like... versus Superman's writing is just a mess, and they're like, "What if he killed everybody?" <laughs> he looks like a Bruce Wayne that is a playboy that you want to punch in the face. Like he looks. Yeah, Ben Affleck has that very not unlikable, but 
unlikable face, you know? I think he has the face to go with the dickish performance that yeah. he puts on as, like, when he's Playboy Bruce Wayne. It's really, really, really cool. Like, at the, um, the scene where he meets Clark Kent. Oh, um, yeah. He just comes off as such a fucking cock. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Um, and he is. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, sorry, I thought that this was a bathroom and sure, nice shoes, mm, and everything. Like, he's like trying to flirt with the chick, but he's like pretending to be drunk, and it's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when he meets Wonder Woman, and at first he's all like, like, he's trying to do that flirty thing, but she just sees right through it, and it's really, really cool. There are um, moments in that film that are okay, and. Yeah. I just remember yeah, when. Batman is one of them, including the warehouse fight. Yeah, I just remember when we uh, when we watched it um, at, uh, at at Happy Vegemite's place. Um, you can say her name; it's Morgan. It's fine. Oh, okay. I saw okay. you like I saw the focus. <laughs> yeah, when we watched at Morgan's place. Um, My girlfriend. You were like, yeah, Jack's girlfriend's. Um, you go quick, quick, come over here. This is the bit where Batman murders everybody. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it's just the Batmobile scene, and I like that Batmobile, but it's it's just. <laughs> I love the, I love the dude so much murder. who cops a Batmobile to the face. There's that scene where like there are there are a couple of guys in the back of a van and they think they've lost a Batmobile and it comes out from like the top of the screen and crashes into the back of the van and there's a guy who just turns and looks and then cops a whole Batmobile to the face. He it's, cops, yeah. It's like he, the, the the truck just collapses on him. And it's Batmobile hilarious. Fills the screen. It's, it's so funny. Oh, it's it's great to. I stole this off uh, <clears throat> Sans Pants. Yeah, it's it's a line that like I really feel it to my to my soul. Yeah, uh, it was Jackson Bailey saying, um, "I feel like I simultaneously had the best time while also shitting in my mouth and on everything that I love about DC." Yeah, like it simultaneously was the best time and also shat on everything I love. <laughs> It's just this insane movie that, mm. like, it's not insane for good reasons. No, but, um, no. It's so it's so wild. Like their take on Batman is just so. <laughs> it's so wrong. <laughs> it's so it's so very like it comes so close to being like this comic accurate Batman, and then he just kills everyone in mm. sight. And you just you get the sense the whole time whenever Batman's on screen that's like, who's he gonna kill next? Yeah. Oh no, the murderer's back. Yeah, and it's it's like he, you know, the warehouse scene is this incredible fight. But it's just saying it's kind of marred by the fact or the murder. that he's just gunning people down. I feel like Robert Pattinson's Batman showed that you can absolutely have a Batman that when you're watching him, you're like, oh fuck, okay, settle down, dude, that's enough. Yeah. Without absolutely. without taking Hello, loud car in the background or motorbike. Ah, that's on your side. Yeah, yeah that was on. Yeah, that. it's super loud. Yeah, that's it's the bat pod, <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> man. Um, yeah, it showed that you can have a Batman that goes too far without killing anyone. Yeah, because that Batman goes too like... far. And what I love is that the story in the film is supposed to be that Batman he is rageful and mm. everything because of what happened in Metropolis because Superman killed all those people um 5,000 sure people did. that is a great <laughs> scene though that like 9-11 it allegory. is an excellent scene yeah that's Yikes. a lot um, I, I, so, yeah, what else is it <laughs> so yeah so it's like Batman, so Superman and Zod together they murder 5,000 people um which only 5,000 shut up 
Shut up, it's Zack really Snyder. It's really funny because you watch, you watch the interview with Zack Snyder where he's talking about that and the interview's like, how many people died? He goes, nah, I don't know, like 5,000. That's it's like, oh! That's oh. so little. Okay, oh, I just hit my computer. <laughs> um, it's like, Disgusting. Oh, okay. It's like 5,000. 5,000, whatever. Whatever, um, okay. So I get like Batman's super rage. It was cool though, wasn't it? Is... Remember when Zod punched uh, Superman through that building? Remember when Zod punched... No, not Zod. Remember when the Kryptonians... Uh, punch Batman through the IHOP. Hey, you should go to IHOP. Everyone go to yeah. IHOP. It's delicious. And buy Canon cameras and take pictures of the IHOP. It's so funny. So, like, I get this. The idea is Batman's rageful. He's angry. Mm. He has lost his way. And then he has that fight with Superman. And you're supposed to think, okay, he's turned a new leaf because he's realized that Superman's actually a human and he's got to get regain his How humanity. How did he figure that right? out, though, Dustin? It doesn't matter. How do you figure um, that out, Dustin? So he's like, he's going to kill him, and then Superman's like, Martha! Save Martha! It's, that scene, I understand it. I get it. I'm going to, I've critiqued it before. A, I get it. But it's not good. A Everything better writer about it, sh- could do something with it. Yeah. This was done poorly. But also, like, Lois Lane runs in and just says the the meaning of the scene. Like, she just delivers us the yeah. meaning of the scene. It's quite funny. But yeah, so Batman's supposed to turn a new leaf there. And you're like, okay, cool. I get that. I get the story, no mm. matter how poorly delivered. But then two minutes later, he's just murdering everybody. He's just murdering everyone. It's like, did you not just learn about <laughs> the value of life? <laughs> so good. Because none of these criminals have mothers or children or people who are important to them. No, no, so, it, what you yeah. what you missed, um, it's actually in the ultimate ultimate cut. Uh, is that <laughs> as he's punching everyone, like just before he he throws a punch, he's like, "What's your mother's name?" And someone's like, "Janice." And then he fucking murders. Bang! Them. And he goes to what's the next your... person, like, "What your What's your mother's name?" Uh, Mary. Close, but no cigar. Punch. <laughs> Death. Murder. And it's so funny because it's like, you know, he flies in with his bat plane and then just like, you know, the little minigun on the front just spins up oh. and just destroys all these cars and you're like, oh, he's just killing all these people. He like jumps in and they like, visually the movie's like, this is cool badass Batman stuff that you've always wanted to see, like he's in the bat plane, but then what you're actually seeing is just murder. <laughs> it's a monkey's paw. I want to see yeah. Batman drive around in a really cool Batmobile in the Batplane and the monkey's paw finger goes down and you're watching like, this is cool, but with tears in your eyes because this isn't Batman. Oh. So weird. It's got more in line with the Punisher than, yeah. than with the Batman. And I don't really um, want to talk about it. It doesn't get better in Justice League. It doesn't get better in the Snyder Cut. He's just bad the whole time and he is not yeah. going to get better in the Flash. He's just not. Oh, it's going to be bad. I'm really keen. <laughs> yeah, I'm keen for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, but then that brings us to the Batman, which we talked about last week. So good. It's incredible. It's it's Batman. It's the Batman you've always wanted to see. The Riddler is incredible. Paul Dano is disgustingly good. I've said disgustingly good a lot, but he is. He's just so good as the Riddler. And yeah. Robert Pattinson is the definitive Batman at this point. He just captures yeah. everything. I mean, we haven't seen Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne yet, but I feel like we will. Well, you can speak to that. I sure can. Should we? Are we going to get straight in? I think so because I don't think there's much else that we need to talk no. about with regards to the Batman. Um, if you need uh, us to talk we... about it for upwards of an hour to two hours, go listen to the nightmare edit of the Batman <laughs> review. If there are any mistakes, I said it in the description. But if there are any mistakes in there, please let me know. Uh, that was a bitch to edit. 
this is unrelated. Yeah. I just want to be like, yeah, it's, oh, it was good. It's a really good review, and please listen to my hard work. That was very good. You're very good. Aw. So, if you were to make a sequel to the Batman, or what would you like to see in a sequel to the Batman? Well, I, on my notes, have a very long amount of notes, and yet barely any story. Nice. Because I feel like... I've I've gone with themes over story specifically. I feel okay. like you can tell. I, I kind of want to discuss a story with you. Yeah. Um. But I'll give you my notes. I'll give you what I've got. A, the the unfortunate thing is that I feel like the perfect the Batman sequel game or movie is actually Arkham Asylum. Right. In a way, in that like, I think that Arkham Asylum is going to be the third movie. Okay. Because it appears that at the at the end of the Batman, uh, Joker is making friends with the Riddler. Yeah. Uh, the Rattalada website, which is the creepiest thing, and I love it, also has a uh, Riddler stating how he's with his new friend. Oh. Yeah. Did you Did you see? No, I didn't. It, I didn't it really did a big I countdown. I know you shared it, and I didn't have a look. Yeah. You're all good. It did a big countdown, and I can actually read it out to you because I yeah, always yeah, have yeah. it because it's creepy as. Buck. If you're unaware, the Rattalada website, which is the... It was featured in the film. It is actually a real website you can visit. And there were a lot of uh, riddles that you had to solve and ciphers. So we recently got the update. You've come this far. Now, let's see if you're willing to discover more. While you unmask everything that is yet to be revealed, I'm safe here with my new friend. We will see you soon. Ooh. And then it gives you all of the um, Riddler's photographs, and it gives you the full wall, like his big conspiracy wall. It gives Uh, you the schematics of the rat trap, and a bunch of different codes that I'm not smart enough to figure out myself. Well, But it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to look at it and figure it out. Well, I'm excited to read someone else figure it out. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that is the perfect third film because this Joker appears to be, like, if if the next film's villains slash villains start to befriend this mysterious clown, then we could very easily see an Arkham film for the end of the trilogy as he helps break everyone out. Right. So my film is kind of going to help to lead up to that, but not in a shit way. It's going to be its own story. It's not going to be like a trailer for the third film, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is going to be its own... And... <sighs> the themes are going to be leading on from the first film as well, of kind of a... The, the mirroring of Batman. The kind yep. of parallels, so... Following on maybe half a year to a year after the events of the first film... Sections of the city are flooded, but Gotham are starting to rebuild. With the help of Bruce Wayne, a former recluse turned philanthropist, working on rebuilding his family's image after the controversy of the Wayne's family, you know, all that that was revealed about them, it appears that Bruce is working to make the city better, while having a bit of fun himself doing it. So So we get... I like that, so we're gonna get Playboy Bruce? We're gonna get a little bit, not full Playboy, we're not gonna, he's not gonna be a prick, you know, he's gonna be that philanthropist... So I had sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. to interject. No, no, no. I had please this do. funny thought about how they could do 
Playboy Bruce in a sequel where it's like Bruce finally comes out of you know hiding he's no longer a recluse and he starts like hanging out with people mm. and then like it's just he's a dick um, like he's <laughs> a good person like he's doing good stuff but like people who like meet him personally like oh he's kind of a dick huh <laughs> I think that'd be really 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 funny like um it'd be fun to see Robert Pattinson in that sort of a role and then he goes off and he's Batman and it's like wow yeah Bruce is doing a really good job for the city but like what a prick. Wow. What, a, yeah, what, a, what a douche. I feel like if I were to do it, I would have him as like this, there's an expose by, uh, I haven't written this down, but I'm, mm. by like a new up and coming reporter, Vicky Vale, and have like a romance of her bringing him out of his shell. Right. And him using her oh, in a man. bad way, but then yeah. falling for it. Yeah. So, like, originally, at first it's an act yeah. of him just using her to be like, oh, look at my incredible image, I'm out, I'm having fun. But actually, she's actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's but cool. I don't know, that might muddy it, I haven't really thought about that. That's how I think I do Because I want him to be nicer. <laughs> I yeah, want him to for sure. Have, yeah, have yeah. some fun, but yeah. He would still be an okay dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, as uh, Bruce Wayne is helping out this other completely unrelated uh, figure, the city symbol, the Batman, has been working hard to stop the criminals on the street as crime bosses, crime families all across the city are trying to take whatever territory they can. There's still a lot of the city flooded and damaged, so they're taking advantage of that quite a bit. So if it was a video game, we could have like a water level. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love a water level? We'll add water levels to your video game. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he appears to be a little bit less aggressive. Don't get me wrong, he's still aggressive as fuck. But he's more after helping people. It yeah. appears that people are starting to rally behind him, and he's starting to come out of the shadows, as we saw in the end of the last film. But... Meanwhile, there is a new face of fear in town. A mysterious scarecrow has been taking the mantle of fear. He's a vigilante similar to the Batman, a doctor at Arkham who's had enough and wants to make a difference like his hero, Batman. Which, look, is quite similar to the Riddler. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a little bit too similar? However, I'm focusing on good people doing the right thing the wrong way. Yep. The Riddler did have elements of that, but this is going to be very much like... He is pure vigilante. He's not... Right. He's killing bad guys rather than corrupt. Which is, I guess, bad guys, but you know what I mean. He's doing the right thing. He's doing very similar to Batman in method as well, in tactics. He's using fear, this fear toxin that uh, shows people their worst nightmares to become what Bruce uh, what Batman is trying to move away from yeah um and that's gonna be one of the antagonists he'll be the mirror of Batman in the way of using all of Batman's tricks but bringing up to that extreme that was what I wrote uh speaking of good people doing the wrong thing the other villain that I will have in this film is Mr. Freeze I'm gonna have them both which could be risky but I feel like they both play towards this thing. 
a scientist that works for Wayne Tech, his wife, not not some random lady, it's his wife, <laughs> his wife Nora Freeze, who he loves, and she loves him, she's not just some random lady, and oh, it's the worst comic I've ever read, it makes me so angry. Anyway, his wife, uh, who's been frozen in carbonite until a cure can be found for her rare blood in disease. Carbonite? Yeah, in carbonite. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in carbonite. It's, it's, yeah. So it's Mr. Carbonite. He's Mr. Carbonite. Saying. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> I, I genuinely forgot what it was called, like, freezing oh. people. I, and then I, all I could think of in my head was carbonite. I knew it was wrong. I knew it was Star Wars. <laughs> but I just wrote it because I thought it was funny. I believe it's just called Frozen and Ice. Yeah, look, um, probably. She got she gets future armored. Yeah. However, yes, the funding has run out. So he's got a little a little vendetta against Wayne Tech. Yeah. Because they weren't able to not in a malicious way. I don't know if I put it as a full malicious way. Maybe. Who knows? We're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that. But either way, funding has run out, whether some of the higher-ups in Wayne Tech while Bruce has been gone has fucked over this poor scientist. I like that a lot. We're gonna do that? Let's go with that. Yeah. The reason I like that is because it's that whole element of Bruce not really being in control of Wayne Enterprises, and that's a big theme in, like, the Batman, where it's like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, well, this is what you not caring did, Bruce. Yep. No, I completely agree with you. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Then Bruce Wayne is in his absence, you know, he could have stopped this, but he didn't care. Some yeah. malicious people working at Wayne Tech have fucked over, um, fucked him over, and now it's time. Wow, that sentence fucking escaped me. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> uh, Wayne Wayne Tech has fucked him over, and now he's got to work on it by himself at home. No, no, Wayne Tech has fucked him over, mm. and now it's time to put them on ice. Oh, eventually, in a moment, because he's still working at home. He's right. got enough. Say, so like, well. He's trying. Pandemicon is working from home. He's working from home, but unfortunately, a massive flood has destroyed most of his work. He right. would have been safe at Wayne Tower, but he was kicked out. He was left with nothing, and then, only on top of to add to that, this massive flood has destroyed half of his work. Yeah. Now it's up. It's up for debate whether he actually gets frozen and chemicaled. This is the way I would do it if it was mm. like the flood comes in, it mixes all his chemicals while he's drowning, and he basically freezes like the water around him using all these chemicals, you know, they they literally freeze him. Yeah. And he becomes that classic Mr. Freeze who can't survive in temperatures. Yeah. Or you can just have him use the ice that is currently keeping his wife alive and taking that to the next extreme. I would go with the first one just because then we get that sort of yeah, get get, get the get weird goofy. comic book stuff in there. We'll get goofy, yeah, with get it. a bit goofy, and it's like because then you can have a scene where they are cutting him out, or whatever. Because it's like you know, there's Ooh, been yeah. some more flooding, and they they're like, oh shit, this is Victor Freeze's house, and one section of the city is just literally frozen. Yeah, so it's like they're like, what the fuck happened to us? And then like they they find him and they sort of. They cut it. They cut him out of the ice, and then they um, have a really. It's a bit cheesy. We can have a scene where, like, you see him wake up in the ice and like burst out, or whatever, and then I'm, he escapes. I'm a little imagining bit like uh, Frankenstein's monster, I guess. Um, I was picturing the scene of 
uh, Doc Ock in Spider Man Two. Mm. Make it a bit horrifying. Yeah, yeah. And then so he he kind of gets out and then is like, got to go back to my home laboratory, laboratory or whatever. He, he maybe breaks into Wayne Enterprises to um, put some uh, put some gear together to make his ice gun. Well, yeah, this is where his like crusade would begin. Yeah. So he um going off. Hang on, he's just a nice man. I'm oh, sorry, I've, I've lost my notes. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, he um this is where his crusade would begin. Of, I'll get to that. It's a lot for one movie. I'm just gonna read my notes. Yeah, uh, but I feel like these versions of these two characters work well with a Batman who's beginning to come out of his troubled past yeah. and trying to be better, both as Bruce Wayne yeah. and as Batman. So there we go. You yeah. can see his effects as Batman making an extreme vigilante in Scarecrow and his effects of not being Bruce Wayne and taking those responsibilities on in Mr. Freeze. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. That's really, really, really cool. Whereas the um, city you've shown him... Here we go, yeah. The shitty... The shitty. <laughs> the city you've shown him... Uh, it is shitty. It Gotham is, is shitty. shitty. <laughs> These two villains are like people doing the right things... For and in the wrong reasons. So this would be about Batman leaving true fear behind and becoming that symbol that was teased and kind of heavily implied, but I don't think he's quite there yet at the end of the last film. He'll be grappling with whether or not to stop or help Mr. Freeze, a man who is desperate to find a cure for his wife by stealing money from the more fortunate and maybe getting revenge on those Wayne... As Wayne Enterprise people, and even maybe Wayne himself. And well, the Scarecrow, who's using Batman's methods, but killing people and taking it too far. Yeah. You could, um... With Mr. Freeze, you could have a thing where, like, he unmasks himself to Mr. Freeze to have, like, a... Oh, yeah. Human I feel connection. like that would be near the end, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas, like, hey, look, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I don't approve their message. Yeah. Not all rich people are evil. Um... That'll be the message of yeah. this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not all crazy Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I think we're going in the wrong direction. Um, I feel he's like... like I'm, he's like, I look, I have a lot of satellites, and I'm kind of a terrible person, and uh, mm. my name isn't Bruce Wayne, it's Elon Wayne. Um, <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the two yeah, stories intertwining cool. as well, getting to see Mr. Freeze's greatest fear would be horrifying. Ooh. And really... It's just a day on the beach. It's just a day on the beach! (laughs) And his wife melting. Yeah. He's holding his wife like an ice cone, and she melts. (laughs) (laughs) No! It's just, um... Yeah, it's it's, it's skin cancer from the sun. That's his greatest fear. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is the, uh... That's, like, the themes, I feel, is people... Yeah, that's cool. ...trying to be good, but doing it wrong. Similar to... Batman in the first one, kind of. Not that he was doing it wrong, yeah. wrong, but he was a little bit extreme. Certainly wasn't doing it right. <laughs> I feel like whether you want to do Arkham in the third or fourth film, this would also open a Batman up to having a Robin. Because yes, I would. I've thought of casting. Mm. I would cast, and this is. I'll go with the obvious one first. Mads Mikkelsen as Mister Freeze, because why oh, the so fuck good. wouldn't you? He is literally yeah. perfect. Yep. But I would put Timothy Chalamet as Scarecrow. Ooh. Have a very young man. Yeah. Kind of 
like we saw Riddler radicalized by online and all this shit have yeah. someone radicalized specifically by Batman a young impressionable impressionable person yeah like the scarecrow I mean he's still a doctor so he's not that young yeah. but you know yeah, yeah I would and I feel like that would open up for a Robin because it's Batman being like fuck I need to <laughs> I need to like make sure kids are not fucked and when yeah. he sees... So I drag one into a war. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. When he sees Dick Grayson, whether it's in this film or the next film, he can be like, oh, well, I saw what that did to Scarecrow, a young man. Maybe yeah. I can at least channel it in the right way and make sure he's yeah. good. And then I you like get that. a Robin. And then finally an Arkham film. So, yeah, maybe Arkham is the fourth. I know that oh, everything's a trilogy, but... Fuck it, who cares? Yeah. I don't think that this series should be a trilogy. Just keep going. I feel until like they should just keep making them until like like until uh he gives up. Like yeah. until like Robert Pattinson doesn't care anymore, until they get bad. And um, then maybe really they don't think way. Yeah, it's like I really don't think that they need to like stop at a trilogy. No. And also the longer you go on the more stories you get access to, because the more villains and other heroes you introduce, mm. the more Stuff you have for like doing, say, Hush or whatever, because you you can't just do Batman versus Hush. You need other characters. Yeah. Um, Hush was like you... heavily teased as well. With yeah, there's like some weird sort of Easter eggs for him. Um, I think it makes sense with the yeah uh, the reporter that I... was killed because of the Waynes yeah. being. I just don't want to see Edward Elliot. Yeah, it was. I just don't want to see a movie that is. Batman versus Hush, and there's no other characters. Oh, yeah, like no, Superman's need... a part of that story. Poison Ivy. Mm. Uh, the Joker's a part of that story. And it's like, it'd be weird to have the Joker in a Hush story in his first outing as the Joker. Like, that's odd. Yeah. Because in that story, it's all about, like, Batman loses it at the Joker and tries to kill him and everything. So I'm like, the longer you take this universe on, the more interesting it can get. Controversial statement. I don't think having Jason Todd as Hush would have been bad. I think that's a no, great reveal. So it's a nice little twist, yeah. I mean, I love Under the Red Hood, but pretty sure that that was to, that was done. They did that in Hush as because they yeah. had been talking about bringing back Jason Todd as Red Hood, and it was kind of like to see how the audience reacted mm. to that as a concept. I heard that as well, and it's done really yeah, well. It's cool. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's a way they can introduce that Hush character into the Batman, at least of having that connection between the the reporter who died from the Waynes, yeah, and making him. Make him the son that wants revenge. Yeah, no, I agree. I just want to see it with more characters. I just don't want to see a Batman versus Hush movie that's, like, just that. Yeah, I think I no, said that enough. before. I don't know. You did. Okay, I, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, like, it's such a rich story that's mm. such a who's who of Batman villains that you're, like, I wouldn't want to see everyone else get excluded just so we can have another detective noir thing with just one villain being Hush. And also because it's very similar design to the Riddler. So, yeah. He is very, yeah. He's very yeah. Riddler-esque. Well, some would say that... Very uh, Hush-esque. <laughs> <laughs> some would say sometimes they're almost the same character. Hey, Dustin, your favourite movie? Ah, God, what a shit film. I, haven't, I still haven't seen it. I'm excited to watch it. Don't even bother with the Batman Hush film. Just read the comic. <laughs> it is Just good. I like the, the comic, comic a lot. Or watch a motion comic or something. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's... That's my Batman yeah. sequel and kind of leading on to that world. Yeah, I like it. I, I really, you... really like the idea of taking the sequel and having everything flooded. 
And I don't want them be... to ignore it. I, I'm worried yeah. they'll ignore it. I don't think they will. I was like, I, I'm happy with a time jump, but I think that if there's still water damage and stuff, yeah, and some areas that are still like dangerously flooded, and then like something breaks away, and then that's what floods into Mister Freezer's place and fucks him up. That would be so cool. Do you know what else is really cool, Dustin? Mm, what's really cool? The Wheel of Genres. Oh my god! The Wheel of Genres. So I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna spin at the ones, and we're gonna have either. It's gonna be a f- game. Probably. This is both. Okay, cool. It's gonna have both games and movies. Oh my god. So what is the Wheel of Genres? If you haven't listened to the podcast before, the Wheel of Genres is a big ol' gosh darn wheel. Mm-hmm. And it's full of movie and video game genres. Very nice. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna spin this wheel, and whatever the fuck this wheel lands on, we gotta pitch... A movie or a video game based in that genre on the fly. We have had no preparation whatsoever. Hell yeah. Oh boy, this is gonna be fun. Alrighty. Let's spin it! Do you know what's funny? I also realized we didn't do an intro to what this podcast is, so if you haven't listened to this podcast, uh, we do pitches. Anyway, yeah. now it's time for the Wheel of Genres. <laughs> You've been it. here for an hour and a half, and uh, you probably get it by now. <laughs> One would certainly hope. Alright, I'm spinning the wheel. Half of it's video games, half of it's genres, but a little bit, uh, half of it's genres, <laughs> half of it's movies. I'm going to spin it again because uh, a Batman action game, look, it might be a little bit easy to to pitch one of those. I think I may have made one of those just before. You reckon? You reckon you made one of those? I think so, but I can't, I can't be sure. <laughs> okay. We have received... A Batman biography film. Oh! Oh, oh, oh! I heard about a book recently. Oh? I can't remember where I saw it, but it's mm. basically, like, what if Batman was real? The oh. And it's a book that tracks, like, the past 20 years... It's like, it's like the past, like... It's like the history of Gotham or something. Um, mm, mm, mm. And it's like, it sort of delves into Batman's world... As if it was real. And I have, like, actors that they hired and everything to be in pictures as Batman and, like, Robin and the different villains. Right. Um, fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up and find out what it's called. That would be really interesting. Yeah, it's looked really, really awesome. So it's basically, like, what if Batman was in real life? It's similar to, have you, I told you about the Sorry, I just muted so I could sneeze. <laughs> You're fine. That's um, why I stopped talking. Um. You, you heard, did I tell you, and I'm going to tell the people about it, this incredible book that I found at, at my local library. Hey guys, go to libraries. They're cool well, sometimes. I work at a library. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they've got this book and it's a, the propaganda of Star Wars. Oh, nice. Have I told you about this book? No. Oh, it's the best. So it's like, they get both real life and fictional uh, propaganda posters, Mm. and Star Warsify them, and they play it as if it is a real in-universe collection of all of the uh, propaganda for the Galactic Empire, the Rebels, the... 
the Federation. That's um, not cool. The Federation, the Trade Federation. Yeah. The like they've got. Um, I th- I don't know if it's exactly this, but it's effectively they've got Leia as the women power, and it's it has a description. You know that famous. Oh, what is it? I forget what the poster is, but it's got the woman showing off her guns, and I think she's holding a spanner. It's like we can work too. Right. The really famous feminist poster. Yeah. And the description is in universe of like, um, the rebellion discovered that people really rallied behind the Princess Leia, so she was using a lot of the material when promoting, uh, you know, drives to receive, to have soldiers become part of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. But it's all, yeah, it's all in-universe as if it's a real historian in, on, um, I was about to say Gallifrey, on Coruscant, (laughs) collecting all of it. Yeah. And one of my favourite parts is, sorry, I've gone on the Star Wars tangent, is it has a picture of the Clone Wars, the TV show, um, depiction of Count Dooku. Yeah. In this, like, menacing, you know, it's like weird hawk-looking. Yeah, And the description says... As if the Clone Wars show was propaganda against yeah. the Trade Federation. And That's it's like, cool. this accentuates all of the um, negative features of Count Dooku, making him look like a hawk, and they describe the character design as if it is, it was a plan by marketing to make Count Dooku look more evil than he is. It was such an interesting book. That's sick. All Sorry, right, your Batman so this, one described. Uh, this Batman like book, it's called Gotham, nineteen nineteen to nineteen thirty nine. That sounds. And, so good. Sorry. That sounds. It just sounds so good. Yeah, so it's like a whole bunch of like you can look this up. It's like a whole bunch of I different am. um, like depictions of these characters, but they look real. And mm. it's like it's like a history book of the fictional city Gotham, That's and it just looks. Sorry, it wasn't. Yeah, the Joker is very creepy on the cover, and there's like a Justice League in there. I saw a picture. And it's like what the Justice League would have looked like, and you know they're all in like their sort of spandex outfits and stuff. But it all looks like you know real and tangible and very very cool. It's like that's such a cool concept. So if it was like, I ninety dollars, I'd be buying this right now. Yeah. Um. So heard about this the other day. So like, you could take that and use that as a um as the basis for like a biography film or yeah like a biographical film that's like this is all the stuff about this Batman character who or this Batman figure who existed in real history or whatever and you just adapt that and um that would be so cool you could have like interviews with Arkham inmates and interviews with the villains and stuff like that um, you could even have interviews with Bruce Wayne. Um, <laughs> yes! Oh my god, yes. And it's like, Bruce Wayne, what's your opinion on Batman and stuff? It's like, oh, I think that he's, you know, he's a good dude, or he's a bad boy, he's a bloody menace, isn't he? Um, I'm so here for it. Yeah, I think that that would be really, really, really cool. And if you take that sort of, like, the approach that they took with the book, where everything looks very practical, like the Batman mask kind of looks a bit awkward and everything, because it looks like something mm-hmm. a real dude has made in his in his uh, backyard um <laughs> it would be really really cool and it's like depending on when you said it it's like here's some like cell phone footage of the batman attacking some people or it's like you know here's some like see some posters at the time like here's the wanted poster at the time of the batman um dude you just so do good. that that's cool i'm glad i heard about that. i can't i think i can't remember where i heard about it i heard about it recently and i'm like i want this book it sounds yeah. fucking awesome dude yeah, hell yeah 
That Joker is creepy as hell. That Joker's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I feel like the other... The other way to go... Because I love that, Don't do not get me wrong. I think that mm. is the pitch that I would go for, because that sounds like yeah. a lot of fun. This history of... Is... I, I remember... I, oh, sorry, I remember. I've recently watched... Have you ever watched American Vandal? No. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. It's on Netflix. Just watch season one. It's a parody of true crime. Okay. And it's like playing this true crime, you know, the seriousness of dun-dun, the zoom-ins of the, of the killer. But the premise is that it's a high school student making this documentary because someone has drawn dicks on cars. <laughs> spray painted dicks and it's really it's really juvenile humor yeah but then it gets really intense and really genuinely heartbreaking oh highly recommend it highly recommend giving it a watch but it's gotten me on this idea of true crime and I would love to see a documentary filmmaker it would probably be a short film mm. probably released on YouTube to be honest of this I'm imagining a kind of a crackpot yeah and he believes that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm. And he's putting forward this documentary about all the evidence that he's found that Bruce Wayne really is the Batman. <laughs> See, when he returned to Gotham just a short few months ago, and you know, it's it's all this evidence, and some of it's real. Like, you're watching it, yeah. and someone's like, oh, that's real. And other ones he's just completely fucked up and gone the wrong way with. Yeah, but he's came, he's come to the right conclusion, but a lot of the time in the wrong way. Yeah, and I feel like that would be a lot of fun. It would be more of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be really really funny. I like your yeah, one. You know, like a more. short film. Yeah, a short film, just a short little kind of is Bruce Wayne the Batman? The yeah. answers here, not clickbait. You <laughs> know, like that kind of. <laughs> oh, it's like another even like another thing you could go. It's like I know that they're working on a Gotham PD show. To be mm-hmm. set in the Batman universe, which they've since scrapped, and it's now going to be like an Arkham Asylum horror show or something. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, it sounds really, really interesting. But it's like you could do a show like Cops. Oh um, yeah, and it's just like it's like it's a Gotham PD or something, but it's all body cam footage of them dealing with like criminals, and then occasionally like Batman rocking up. Um, and all hell breaking loose because he's actually not a very like it's a Batman. It's always a bad thing when he rocks up and there's you know there's a lot of paperwork and stuff. So it's like you could have like this sequence of them freaking out because Batman's. It's like when we talked about on our um, Marvel versus DC episode about how scary it would be to be a civilian on the ground when oh, God, Batman yeah. is there. So it's like you're a cop or whatever. Well, it's like, you know, there's this cop, and they're freaking out because Batman's there, and he's, you, don't, you don't know where Batman is, you don't know where the criminals are. And then we just get to cut to all the uh, paperwork, and it's just them having to fill out heaps of paperwork. Like, yeah, we had an encounter with Batman, um, <laughs> and he broke these bones when we were there. This is what the criminal looked like when we found him. He was alive, but, like, he had a lot of broken bones. Um, you know, my partner was very... I was very scared. Yeah, he didn't stick around for questioning. Um, I think that that would be really, really funny. I'm about that. No, that sounds really yeah. funny. Like the, um... There's a Stormtrooper version? Yeah. Troopers or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be so much fun. That'd be good shit. I just think something like that, um... And also, yeah, your true crime podcaster dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, make it a podcast. Fuck movies, it's a podcast now. Well, it, it's like, 
it's like a video serial series or whatever, a video podcast series or something. Mm. And it's like, this is all my evidence as to who the Batman is. I'm pretty sure it's Bruce Wayne. Like, Dude, if we well, had- he was... He was gone for seven years, and then all of a sudden he comes back, and then there's a Batman. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> if we were more talented and had more time, yeah. I feel yeah. like a podcast is absolutely a joke podcast of us two theorize, pretending we live in like Metropolis, and being like, I actually yeah. think that Clark Kent is Superman. What? That's mm. ridiculous. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, and but doing look, this here's whole... the evidence and stuff. Here it is. This is the stuff. I saw a thing that was like. In the universe of the Batman, it's pretty obvious that Bruce yeah. Wayne, because he's a recluse, he's a weirdo. Like everyone knows he's got money. Everyone knows he's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, why you really got to give him Playboy next. The persona, yeah, because it's like, huh, he is weird, and this is Batman. He's pretty emo. You know who else and is emo we and see, grunge? Whenever we see Bruce Wayne, he looks like shit. <laughs> he looks like utter shit. I saw Bruce Wayne walking around with eyeshadow. Do you reckon that's? Like, just so much eyeshadow. He looks like he's been, like, awake for three weeks straight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that he was, uh, uh, like, when he walked out into the sun, he had to put sunglasses on. He put put his big, goofy sunglasses on. Love it. Uh, I think we've done well. I really like these movies. Yeah. I like it. I like all of them. Anything that's, like, yeah, it's that sort of true crime or, like, documentary... Like, here's a history of Gotham, and here's when the Batman rocked up, or, like, you know... The true crime sort of podcast or series or Fuck. cops, but Gotham. I like it. If that was not again, if that book was not ninety dollars, then it would yeah. be in the cart right now. Sick, that but too so much. Cool. Uh well, Dustin. If people wanted to get in contact with you, they just have a chat, get... and they wanted to maybe even send you the book. How would they? Buy if us you want to get listeners. in contact with me, and if you want to send it, here is my address. No. Um, <laughs> So if you want to get in contact with me, I'm on Twitch. I'm Dustin, a.k.a. Dustin, on Twitch. I also have an email. It's just called Dustin Caldwell Twitch. I haven't checked in, like, a year since I made it. Oh, um, whoops. I, yeah, watch, I made it, yeah, when I got affiliate on Twitch. and haven't mm. opened it since. Um, mm. Anyways, so then uh, you can send me an email there. Um, that's where all the show emails have gone. People really are writing People it, it's just love to me. Us, they but... don't like you, and they're writing to me. Oh, um, yeah, fair. But oh, yeah, so, so you can find me there. What about you, Jack? Well, if you could, if you want to find me, you could watch me play video games at Twitch.tv/slash A Forgotten Donut. If you want to send me a DM, my DMs are open. Or you want to listen to my terrible opinions, honestly, mostly about wrestling. You can look at my Twitter. Twitter.com slash a forgotten donut or just at a forgotten donut. Otherwise, look, if, they, if it's uh... a forgotten donut, it's it's me. Just look out for that. It chances are it's me. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Most places, except Reddit. Yeah. Um... There's already a forgotten donut on Reddit. It's not me. He's in Britain or something. I don't know. I should get that account. He hasn't used and it if, in years. If they wanted to find or contact the podcast? Well, you could email us at adaptapalspod at gmail.com. Or alternatively, you could send us a tweet, look at our tweets, keep up to date with the show at Adaptapals on Twitter. Send us how send us your opinions on the Batman, send us your ideal Batman, you know, kinda like movie or video game. We'll read it out next week on the pod if we get any. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, don't. That's fine too, we don't mind. Just keep listening. We love you all. I agree with that sentiment. 
You know what's really funny? I've been looking at the audio thing for this episode. Yeah. This because there's a storm raging outside. The one that we oh, had shit. teased before. Um, so it's not light rain. It is in fact a storm. No. Yeah, I can hear a lot of wind. Although my computer's telling me it's uh, 20 degrees Celsius and clear. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for listening to Adapter Pals. I'm Dustin, aka Dustin. I have been Jack. AKA a forgotten donut. And uh, look, instead of the storm, just listen to this wonderful theme song. Mm-hmm. Have a good night, guys. Goodbye. Good night. Love you.